The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and it's great to be back with you again uh, for another week on the most beautiful sunny day in England. Uh, pretty unusual, I know, but it's absolutely beautiful here. So, I firstly want to just say uh, thank you uh, to our guest last week, Max Bolker. Uh, I particularly liked his 200% principle, which was about to succeed, you need to focus 100% on developing yourself on the inside and 100% on your activities and results on the outside. Feels very much uh, very much aligned with uh, Be More, Achieve More. Now, if you want to know about future shows and gain some extra value, then do take the time to sign up for my newsletter at bemoreachievemore.com. I don't bombard you with emails. I send out a monthly newsletter with an overview of my thoughts on past shows and also the listing for the next month. And I sent out an email yesterday, but if you send me, um, if you subscribe to the email list today, I'll send you that email um, over the next few days so you can um, see what's coming up. And we've got some amazing shows coming up. Uh, now, over to today. Now, the question today is, are you fully unlocking the potential in yourself, your team, and or your organization? Now, I'm delighted today to have a guest who has spent many years helping people with this question. She's been traveling the world continuously, it seems, helping the boards and senior teams of some of the planet's most iconic brands and renowned agencies, helping them realize the potential in their brands, in their leaders and their culture. Now, Helen Irwin could be described as a best-kept secret, choosing until now, until I think this show, uh, actually, to do business really quietly while carving out a reputation with a select and extremely influential global audience. Now, she has a brand and a business that you may never have heard of called Zenobia. That's X-A-N-O-B-I-A. However, it certainly is known with this select uh, boardroom audience who reside in some very powerful businesses it's only now, as I said, that Helen's bringing her philosophy to the broader world, and I'm delighted to present it to you today. I've known Helen for 20 years, and over that time, I've looked to her not only as an inspiration, but also actually as a personal mentor. She's someone I have the highest respect for, whose business is absolutely flourishing despite recession, and her profile will rise rapidly as she begins to share her unconventional wisdom more publicly. Now, she comes from a very normal background in the northeast of England. For those of you who've heard of Cheryl Cole 
or footballer Alan Shearer, you might see a similarity in her accent if you listen carefully. She's also generous, tenacious and highly driven to continuously learn and add value. And these traits have created some amazing results for her clients and the opportunity, uh, when she's in England that is, to live in the kind of English country home that could be used as a film set. In fact, in fact, it actually has. No less than Michael Caine has actually been filmed acting in her living room. Now, Helen began her corporate career at Mars, incorporated 25 years ago. It was then the confectionery, the giant, where I first met her. Before starting a business in 1996, and I've said she's travelled the globe ever since, and working with lots of uh, brands, she's helped to reshape, reinvigorate, and redirect categories and markets. She's the creator for Potential Branding, the founder of Zenobia. However, as we will find out, with all great success stories, there have been bumps in the road, and quite literally, in Helen's case. The result, though, is that full potential branding is being practiced by many leading brands around the world and private equity funded startups. So Helen can therefore talk about branding, not only for the big global corporate market, but also right through to the business owner. Quoting Helen, your brand is your relationship with the world. It's the reason why people say yes to you. It's how you build your market. It's how you organize your company. It's the potential waiting to be released. Welcome to the power of full potential branding and Helen Irwin. So Helen, how are you on this beautiful day? I'm very well, Chris. It's, uh, it is sunny in England, isn't it? And in Newcastle especially, it's very rare. So it's a great day. And now I'm speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So hopefully it's getting even better. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so shall we start the conversation now? I think, you know, people may have different views on what this actually is. And some people might not know at all. But perhaps we could start by maybe explaining what a brand is or if it's easier, actually, perhaps maybe telling us what it isn't. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, it is the fundamental question, actually, obviously, with, with, with full potential branding, which is what is a brand? Um, and it is often easier to start with, rather than get caught up in lots of academic um, definitions or get into a debate around what this, what this means, it's often useful to look at what it isn't first and then start to think of your brand in a certain way that is actually useful for entrepreneurs rather than academic theory. So, so it's quite interesting. Um, when I'm introduced often, um, I was at a conference recently and somebody mentioned, oh, you know, speak to Helen about branding. It's, it's very common for people to come up and, and show me a logo or a website and say, what do you think of this? Um, and I absolutely appreciate why people would do that because this is a physical, tangible representation of their brand, but it actually isn't their brand. So, so logos are important. Our visual identity out there to be recognized in the marketplace is very, very important and essential. But it needs to be seen as a symbol of our brand. Um, and similarly, a website, um, you know, it is, it is a piece of communication. It's a very important piece of com communication for many of us today. But I'm really interested in branding not necessarily on that, the marketing side in terms of how to present it. That's very, very important. But our work starts a few steps before that, which is, you know, who are you? What do you stand for? And what is it that you want to say to the world? Um, and what is the value that you really do bring to your community? So if you think about a brand as a number of associations, so let's just break it down a little bit more. You know, I'm sure when you think of a brand um, like Coke or McDonald's or Nike, I'm trying to think of brands that are global and that everybody would recognize. 
we have associations with them. You know, we, we, we associate with the logo, but we'll have a certain set of thoughts and feelings around the brands. And, and what that means is that we have a relationship to the brand, and it really is that gut feeling that's very, very important. And when a community of people or um, sort of a mass of people agree to those associations and to that feeling, you can say that you've got a brand because you mean something to people. So logos are important and certainly websites and marketing is important, but the brand comes before that. Um, and if you think about a brand as how people feel about you, um, that, that's very, very important and is often a dimension that gets missed when people talk about their brands because they often, as I say, focus on these tangible aspects of logo and website and marketing and so on. I think that's really powerful, that, that concept, though, of how do people actually feel about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that therefore, maybe how do they feel about you as a person, but also maybe how do they feel about you as a team or a leader or an organization? That's a really good perspective, I think, in terms of thinking about Branding. Yeah. And I think what, what's powerful about that, when, you know, we, we're very privileged to work with the clients that we do. And we are, we are privy to seeing some amazing research that our clients do and, 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 and the psychology that gets researched in these, in these projects. You know, and, and a real summary of it and a simple distillation of it is that what we know is that people do everything they do for a feeling or to avoid a feeling. And if we can really get into that conversation when it comes to our brand, we can be very conscious about how we want to make people feel. And internally as well for big organizations who have teams um, and lots of stakeholders. And certainly for us as entrepreneurs, no matter how big or small our teams are, you know, how do we feel about what we do as well? Um, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, as we go through our conversation today. But this thing about, you know, how do we feel about what we do, how do how do we want to make people feel? Is a dimension that is, as I say, often missed. Uh, and, I, and I guess um, people often generally buy on a feeling. So your brand, therefore, inextricably linked to to purchasing and and buying from you, I guess. Yeah, and I think you know that, that some people might still believe. Um, I mean, as I say, I'm privileged to see a lot of research results, and I think some people may still believe today that people rationally work through features and benefits. Um, what we what we tend to find now with with the research that I that I see, the results that I see, is that we we definitely want rational kind of reassurance as to why we're buying what we're buying. But it is, it is a sort of emotional gut feeling that tells us something is right for us or not. We often use the term resonance. You know, does, does a client, a consumer or a customer really resonate with your message? And that can be very powerful. And a lot of why we do what we do and certainly why we buy what we buy is kind of unconscious. Um, it's only when consumers or clients are in a research process that they actually begin to articulate why they do what they do or why they buy what they buy for the first time often. Um, they don't even know um, because, you know, that unconscious um, influence is, is so strong. But we do like to think that we, you know, we do want that rational reassurance that we are doing, we absolutely are doing the right thing. And it is this combination of rationality and this emotional side of things. It's a combination of those two that makes branding so fascinating for me. And, and why, <clears throat> you may have already answered this question, but I just, you know, it's kind of a nutshell. Why are brands and branding so important? Um, well, I think, 
you know, I can answer that question um, f- from a business perspective, first of all, and then maybe from a, from a personal perspective. Um, you know, from a business perspective, I don't know, Chris, if you remember when, you know, like you say, we met many years ago and the world of business has moved on remarkably. And you think about the choice that people have today in their, in their what they can purchase. Um, you know, I remember selling chocolate many years ago and, you know, the choices that were in the category then, uh, you know, there was stiff competition, but, but the categories exploded and so has every category that we might see in a supermarket, for example. And, and when you have so much choice, what's going to make, what's going to make you stand out to the consumer? Um, what can you provide the consumer that no one else is providing? And, Consumers are purchasing for different reasons now, I think, because, you know, our basic needs are kind of satisfied, certainly in the Western world. And so we're purchasing for slightly different reasons, um, which is about what does this say about me? Um, you know, who makes this? You know, which company makes this product? Because a lot of consumers are quite intrigued as to the, the trustworthiness of the manufacturer or the company behind something. Um, you know, what what does, you know, you know, what does the cost say about how desirable this is? So people have different questions now about why they're purchasing and branding is just taking on a whole new level of significance because consumers are asking different questions. Um, you know, and from a personal perspective, it's something I've always been fascinated in having been brought up in a family business and news agency. Um, from being a very small child, I've always been fascinated as to why people would choose certain brands over others. Um, you know, working for a, a big branded organization, fascinated to the power of, of those brands that that organization had. Um, and, and really to see that brands have a lot of meaning for us. So I do see brands are a vehicle for growth for companies. Um, but my, I am personally just fascinated by, by what's involved in our choice of brands and what that, what that means to us in terms of the value brands can bring to our lives. I think uh, I think I was probably talking a few weeks to you uh, ago to you about this about a it was a, a bag a bag company a prestigious one sort of handbags and those sorts of things who so decided to uh, have a a lower price point and then suddenly a a group of the population uh, who uh, kind of aspired to have one of those products um, started purchasing those products and the cheaper ones and actually then it turned away the very prestigious customers because they didn't want the association didn't say about them what they wanted to say anymore yeah and this is you know and we are you know i'm sure as we go through our conversation today we'll talk about what are the key questions we need to answer when we are building a brand and i do think that um it's it's really about thinking about the difference between products you know products can sit on a shelf but brands really do exist in the hearts and minds of of people um and in a way we buy products for what they do but why buy that particular brand we buy brands because of what they mean to us so products are functional and they're great but um it's the meaning they have for us that makes branding so fascinating great now we might have only got a couple of minutes left before we go to commercial break so we may, we may not finish this question, I don't, I don't know. But I'm just wondering, why is then, then sort of getting clear about your own brand just so important? Well, one of the things we really do talk about in full, full potential branding um, is about clarity and conviction. Because, you know, clarity about who you are and what you offer is a, is, is 
what we call, in a way, the greatest efficiency. Um, you know, what value do you provide and who do you provide that to? These are two really fundamental questions that, you know, the greatest brands in the world, you know, the, the brands that are growing really well, they continually revisit these questions to make sure that they stay relevant to their audience and, and, and stay true to themselves. But these are what I'd call, you know, really fundamental questions that, that we need to ask so that we can market in the right way and, and we can sell what we have to offer more easily if we have clarity around our brand. It's like the fundamental step before marketing or selling. Great stuff. Well, we're going to go to a commercial break now, but after the break, um, I'd just like to find out a little bit more about you, Helen, I think because you've got a fascinating story. So we shall be back with you again in um, another minute or two. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you lead a team of any kind, you need to listen to this show. Tune in to Leading with Emotional Intelligence, hosted by Esther Orioli. Esther provides you with the tools and techniques you need to harness the power of EQ to stop setting goals and start changing behaviors in your organization. Get the latest concepts in EQ from a top-of-the-house perspective and have your questions answered on air. Leading with Emotional Intelligence is broadcast live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi there, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com again, and it's good to be back with you. We're talking to Helen Irwin, obviously on the show today. And Helen, before the break, um, I thought it would be a good idea to maybe have a chat with you about you know, your career. You've done so much, and I know you've had some ups and downs in your journey towards this full potential branding and the great business you've created. And I, I just wondered if maybe you'd like to share a bit about your journey with us and, and some of the challenges along the road, uh, because I think they could be very inspiring to other people. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, 
I left the corporate um, world in 96 to set up um, my, my first business, as I call it. And I think like a lot of people, when you leave a, an institution or a, a framework that you've worked in for so long, um, it can be quite a challenge to separate yourself from that and say, you know, who am I? What do I have to offer? Um, what, what can I do? And, and, and build a business from that place. And, and certainly for the first few years for me, it was, it was definitely a quest to, to understand that. Um, obviously, I was doing training courses and providing coaching and, 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 and really adding value in that way. But there was this big question I had, which is, you know, well, what purpose does the training serve? What purpose does the coaching serve? Because, you know, a lot of people who are out there providing services are very good at what they do. Um, but they may still not have the clarity about why they do what they do. Um, and this was a question that I, I've tried to answer for <laughs> many, many years. And fortunately, it was very persistent with that question because my career, and as you know, Chris, has gone through kind of various stages where, you know, for a lot of training, then some coaching, then some consulting. And, you know, I, I actually had a car crash in... Um, 2002 and um it was it was very enlightening for me um in in many many ways um i i wasn't able to work for a little while um i i had to have some facial surgery and so on so it really made me stop and think about what i was doing and um you know this is this is mainly one of the things i've really learned about branding in in that process is was i was detached from the everyday forced to detach i mean it wasn't a choice obviously but i was able to evaluate what i was doing with some distance because i wasn't able to rush back into the routine of of what i was doing and you know that was 6 years imagine by then um you know and at that time it was like okay we're offering all of these things, but why? And this was the big question for me, and it really opened up a whole new level of depth around what we were doing. And I, I really got to the conclusion that, yes, we were training people, yes, we were coaching people, but what was it that pulled it all together? Why were we doing that? And it was then that I realized that the expertise that we had in leadership culture and brand could be brought together um, in, in this concept of, of full potential branding. Um, and I was asking myself, what value can we provide the corporate community? What value can I provide the business community, the business community that I certainly serve? And, you know, that detachment and that evaluation was obviously forced, but very, very um, powerful to come out of that with a whole new level of, like I say, clarity and conviction around the work that I was doing. And, you know, the persistence to keep asking the question till, till, till the answer emerges. Um, and to really say, okay, you know, an experience like I had, life's too short. Um, you know, what do I really want to do? And what do I really want to say? And, and what's the platform that will enable me to say that. And I think that's what a lot of us are looking for is what is the platform that will enable me to add the value I feel I can add value um, in the world. So, so certainly stepping back and really evaluating why you're doing what you're doing as well as what you do is a major part of, of building a really great brand. Fantastic. And I know often the, you know, those experiences when things are challenging and tough as you highlighted are actually a brilliant opportunity to 
to stand back, aren't they? And to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking this week with a friend of mine, Nigel Vardy, who's been on the show. He's a very mm-hmm. well-known mountaineer and um, suffered very, very bad frostbite. Just had another operation a couple of weeks ago. And he said to me, you know, people people are saying, oh, you know, poor you, you know, back with your foot up, feet up again and you know, going through this surgery. He said, no, it's actually a brilliant opportunity uh, because I'm sitting here, I'm reflecting, I'm getting on with yes. writing. Um, mm-hmm. So we have to sometimes sort of see those opportunities as gifts, I guess. Yeah, and I think the other thing, you know, I absolutely agree that you may not see that when it first happens, but the, these things can often be gifts in disguise. And, and also, I think, a, a level of courage that's required often when you really do face into something and you realize that you can let go of what might be working, but let go of a structure or let go of an idea because something's coming that's even better. And having the courage to let go of some things to grow is often part of that as well. Yeah, learning to let go and move on mm-hmm. to something else. Yeah, yeah. G- great. So there's probably one or two people, a few people, I'm sure, listening at the moment are thinking, well, you've talked about branding and uh, and brands and uh, the importance of getting clear about my brand, but we've talked about this thing called fourth potential branding. So, mm-hmm. Helen, what is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> well, that's a very good question. Um, fundamentally, the purpose of full potential branding is about building brands that people can truly believe in. Um, so this is brands that have a sense of purpose um, and want to make a contribution in the world. And that doesn't mean cause marketing, by the way. It, it, it's by being who they are and doing what they do. They really bring value to, to the lives of, of, of the people that they serve. Um, And this is the collective power of three things, really. So when we talk about full potential, we're not just thinking about purely the brand. We're thinking about the leadership that leads the brand. And we're thinking about the culture that the brand team or the organization actually are cultivating around and alongside the brand. So we'll often talk about brand leadership and culture in that order because full potential branding is the collective potential of working with those three dimensions. Um, so it, it, it's really more than just the brand, but we call it full potential branding because branding is, a, is really a vehicle for the prosperity of an organization. So, But it's not just about the brand. It's people who build brands. Brands don't build themselves. So the leadership and culture is equally as important as the brand. And it's how those three things work together that unlocks true potential. Great. So we we talked about brand. I think maybe just to make sure that everybody is clear listening, because like like you, I did a lot of work around leadership and culture, and sometimes the definition of those two isn't isn't very clear. And from your perspective, what is leadership? What is culture? And therefore, what is potential? Mm-hmm. Well, when I look at a brand team, for example, um, and work with them. Um, their brand can often be in really good shape. You know, they, they are very well known in the marketplace. They are still growing. Uh, they have great equity out there. People understand them. Um, they're doing really well. But they, but they recognize that unless they know the future direction of where they want to take it, that, will, that may start to go in the other direction. So leadership is really about creating a future, continually creating a future for the brand. It, it's really about with that future, you can determine what you do in, in, in the present. And one of the questions leadership often find challenging but really value it in the end 
is, is along the lines of, so how much of what you're doing now is based on convention and your comfort zone? You know, what could you do if you left that convention and that comfort zone behind? So they're continually stretching where they can take their brand and create the brand future that they want, as opposed to kind of, oh, well, we're doing well, you know, we've got business results. They actually want to do something, continually do something extraordinary with their brand. And the leadership on a brand is obviously critical to do that. Great stuff. And therefore, culture? And with culture, it's, it's the talent and the team, um, you know, that you have around a brand. So, you know, how are you growing the people who are growing your brand is one of the questions we ask. Because it, as we know, brands don't build themselves. How well do they work together? How well do they trust each other? Again, you know, you can have an amazing idea. But depending on who's involved with that idea, that idea may fly or crumble. And so what the environment that people work in in order to, to do extraordinary work is critical. And leadership and culture are often hard to pull apart, but we do it because we like to show the leaders ultimately create this direction. The people around that brand need to buy into that and want to contribute to that. And the brand is, is, is what the, the marketplace, the consumers, people see out there that, um, you know, they can relate to. So it's this wonderful combination of these three things that really unlocks potential because potential is, is dormant. You know, we don't see it. We've got to ask questions to dig into potential. Um, and, that's what we, um, and that's what we like to do with full potential branding. It's a coaching and facilitation approach with questions. We don't come into organizations and say, this is what you should be. We're there to ask the questions because, you know, anybody who founds a business, creates a business or a brand team in an organization really know their brand. They just maybe need some questions to help them evolve and grow their brand. And that's what full potential branding does. Right. And I guess a, thir- a third party to help them help them do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're in it it's, your, it, yourself, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. It, it's very hard. And, you know, leaders do say with the questions that we ask, wow, we would never have asked that question. Um, and again, when you are neutral, it's much easier to do it. You're, again, you're at that distance. You have some distance and you can, and you can see potentially what other people can't see um, because they're, they're so much involved with their everyday, um, you know, work. So, And I guess you can also, you can also bring a perspective that a consumer can bring because you're partly looking at observing from the outside aren't you and and that perception that in the in the market is probably going to be very related to the uh, the nature of the thinking of that leadership team there'd be a bit of a time lag but yeah and you know the thing is chris what I always amazes me and you know it's something i again what feel really privileged to be a part of is that is, is to really feed back to, to a team the reality of how they are being received in the market. Because without that constant check with, with consumers um, or, and, or the people that they serve, sometimes it's very easy to be so insular. And, and to think you're providing something that might not be coming across. Or just to basically kind of talk so internally kind of people are talking to themselves so so we absolutely need to provide like hold a mirror up and say you know this is how you're currently being seen um you know is this good (laughs) (laughs) what needs to change um but we must always have that kind of we call it a reality check um you know to make sure that we keep serving 
the, the community that any brand is, des- you know, is designed to, to serve. Graham, we've got about we've got about a minute, Helen, until we, mm-hmm. we we go to commercial break. But I mean, what is the what is the contribution that you think this can make to the business world? Well, I do think that brands have, because they're vehicles that business use. I think they have an enormous potential to be a force of good in the world um, by doing business in a certain way and. You know, that's really what fascinates me now about the development of full potential branding and branding in general around the world is that, you know, is seeing that brands can really bring value to people's lives beyond their product functionality. And I'm sure we'll develop that um, thought as we maybe go through the rest of our conversation, because that's what, you know, our, consu- our clients are looking for is they're like, how, how do we become more meaningful to the people that we serve? And it's because we want to contribute more. Great stuff. Well, let's look at some of the key kind of principles on how you can become more meaningful uh, after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and also CC1Consulting.com. And, and, and I don't mind if you want to send an email to me personally at Chris at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. That's absolutely fine. Um, so I'm back with Helen Irwin of Zenobia. We were talking about full potential branding before the break. And, and I'm interested now, Helen, can we maybe talk about the key principles behind full potential branding? What, does it, what constitutes it? Well, we'll we'll talk about um, maybe some of the the, the key principles um, which make a difference to either a leadership team, a brand team themselves, or when we're talking about a brand. In a way, these principles, Chris, can kind of apply to leadership, culture, and brand. Um, So they're core to our philosophy, basically. Great. So can I just ask a question before we – another one that Mm -hmm. sort of comes to my mind. I mean, when we're talking about this branding – 
um, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a good word. It's a very good word. <laughs> um, I mean, are we talking about throwing millions of dollars at this, or, or is this something that you know, anybody listening who's maybe even a one uh, or two two man or a woman business can apply? Yeah, well, that's really what I like about um, the, the the principal approach is that. It's by understanding these principles and, and, you know, the key questions that that we'll come on to that are very helpful no matter whether you have, um, uh, you know, a business yourself and it's just yourself or maybe a couple of other people all the way through to, you know, multi-billion dollar brands that are out there. These, These are principles that if you're building a brand, whether, you know, you're building a brand regionally, you're building a brand globally. Um, you're building a brand for a certain, you know, a certain section, whether it's business or leisure or retail or, you know, a service industry. It, you know, these are fundamental questions and principles that hopefully are a foundation. You know, people will hear them as a foundation before they think about their marketing and before they think about how they go and sell what it is that they do. This is such a fundamental conversation to have uh, before moving into what can end up being quite expensive investments in, you know, marketing and uh, and sales. So it, it really is that foundation before you get into a lot of huge investment. Great, great stuff. So basically, anyone can apply it. I think so. Good. <laughs> so, so there you go. Now we've got that, now we, <laughs> so now we've got that straight. Uh, let's hear these principles. So one of the main main principles we work to, um, I'm just going to describe it first and then sort of say a bit more about it. We, we really listen to the language that our clients use about their brand. We listen to the language they use about their business objectives and goals. And we listen to how they talk about what they do. So we have this principle that we call lang- the language principle. And we articulate it as language creates reality. So when I listen to how a brand team or a business owner may speak, it really helps me understand, you know, where, where are they in terms of the language that they're using? Because they could be describing the current situation in the marketplace, or they could use language to describe what it is that they want to create. So we can use language in different ways. What we do know is whatever language a person or a group or a leadership team are using, it really is their reality at that point in time. And that is not right or wrong. It's not good or bad. It's just the way that it is. And often the potential comes from asking questions about what is it that you want versus what you're seeing currently. And it's getting some precision around What if language creates reality? Well, let's get into a conversation then about what you want to create versus a conversation that just describes the current status quo of your brand. Yeah. Um, You know, we hear entrepreneurs maybe say something around, well, we just want to be a small business. And, and that's great because, you know, that, that's important and, and fine for a lot of people. I would say, well, is it about being a small business or, you know, what's the impact you want to create? What's the value you still want to bring? Size is is there, but sometimes we can make too much of the size and, and, and sort of 
kind of be obsessed with the size of our company. You know, one of the questions I'm often asked is how many people are in your organization? And I'm like, I'm not sure how useful that is as a question. Um, because we, we have a global presence, but there's not many of us in the organization compared to some other companies. So, you know, how we talk about what we do is really important. So if language creates our reality, are we in touch with why we do what we do? Because this is one of, again, the fundamental questions. Why do we do what we do? And based on that, why, why is what we do, why does it matter? This is a really important question. And when people start to get into a conversation about that, they shift from being, um, you know, kind of, oh, well, we're only number three in the market or we don't have that many resources. And it's kind of moving the conversation to, well, what is it, what is it still that you want to create? Because that language, that conversation is going to create that future for you. And so our questions are really designed to help people create that create the future they're looking for right so what we're, what you're kind of saying is that almost goes back doesn't it to a, a principle of self-development that you know, if, if you have negative self-talk or you limit your horizons that could become your reality so it is. It's the same with business it is it is and you know one of the things i'll often say is that how a leadership team sees themselves is really important or how, you know, I think you're saying that same thing, how a, a, an entrepreneur or founder of a company sees themselves is really important because if they don't see them being impactful in the world or making a big difference in the world, then that won't happen. And so it really is about understanding why we're doing what we're doing and what do we, where do we want to take that? You know, what's the scale we want to work on? Whether it's regional, national or global, it's like how many, you know, how many people do you want to reach? How far do you want to make your impact known in the world? Whatever that is, is fine, but have the clarity and conviction that that's absolutely what's right for you as a business owner or you know, as a brand team. I see, so, so that you have congruency. Yeah, it is. And also a precision of language. You know, um, a lot of brands might say, or, you know, I'll hear brand teams or people say, oh, we have to compete on price. Um, and one of the things that we'll often say is, well, do you want to compete on price or do you want to imbue your brand with meaning? Do you want to kind of go in a different direction? Um, and sometimes this kind of convention that we fall into, we hear, you know, and our job is to come in and challenge. We're not experts in, in the business that our clients have, but we come in and challenge their thinking because the way they're talking will either talk them into failure potentially or talk them into the success that they're looking for. And it's like, well, is there more to what you've got than just price? And it's challenging what they're thinking in order to see that they have more choices potentially than they may think they have. Mm. Great. Yes, I remember having a conversation with a, a company who were telling me that price was the number one factor in, in the buying decision uh, for their insurance, it was. And um, I got to help them with a, a process to understand the values and what was important to their clients. And actually, what they when they went out and used that process, um, people came back and said, actually, price was fifth or sixth on the list of what was really important. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I can understand that, yeah. Yeah, so we're completely barking up the wrong tree. Now, mm -hmm. we've got about three minutes before the next commercial break, I think. So do, do you want to move on to the next point? Yeah. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I mean, business is human is another phrase that we use. Um, you know, it, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. People do everything to avoid a feeling or to experience a feeling. Um, 
so what are you re- what what are you really satisfying um, through the the products and services that you provide? Um, and what we mean is these are the deeper human needs. Um, you know, you'll have a function to your product or service. You'll provide value that way. But what does that ultimately mean to people? So my brother is in financial planning, and he's really clear that, you know, as he's developed on his journey with his brand, he really sees that it's about peace of mind for people. Um, and he talks about, you know, that, that sort of sense of security that this brings for people. And he really speaks to that place, not just the kind of functionality of his products and services that he provides. So, we, you know, brands are built by people for people. Let's remember brands are kind of a human, a human thing. And, um, you know, being technical and being functional is great. But ultimately, if we're doing everything to avoid or experience a feeling, let's pay attention to that and say, how do we want our you know, how do we want people to feel when they do business with us? How do we want people to feel when they experience our brand? And uh, the great brands in the world really pay a lot of attention to the emotional connections and the feelings that they evoke for, the, for their audience and their market. And this is also about having a sense of, of being clear about the, the fact you're doing something worthy. As, as it, a- yeah, it can be. It can be. And I think that's why this question okay. of why, what we do, why are we doing what we do? we are doing you know a lot of our clients are seeing the power of purpose um with their brand teams now because brand teams are are seeing that they have more to offer than just the physical product itself you know there's there's something that that means to people beyond the product it actually provides value to people um and 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 i'm seeing more businesses look into the purpose of their brands than just the pure functionality of them Fantastic. Well, well, we'll come back with some of uh, the more, you know, these really interesting and valuable points um, after the commercial break. So, back with you again in a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. 
That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again of bemoreachievemore.com, and I'm with Helen Irwin of Zenobia, and we're talking about full potential branding. So, Helen, let's uh, get straight back into those principles. Uh, you shared two principles. Um, shall we move on to, I think there was a language creates reality, business is a human endeavor, so I'm sure there's a bit more to come. Yeah, and I think the next two are, are pretty quick to explain, but, you know, equally as important. We, we, we talk about, you know, what really is transformational for um, a leadership team, a brand team, is to focus on their results versus the reasons that they can't necessarily achieve it. So, from an accountability point of view, it, it's really about saying, what is it that we, you know, what is it that we want to achieve and focusing on the way something can be achieved as opposed to why it can't. So we really focus on what are the results that we're going for and what makes that possible versus the reasons that it's not possible. Um, And this is also important to shift the conversation to one of success and say, you know, if we were already enjoying the levels of success that we would like, you know, what would that look like? What would we be doing? And to shift the conversation from what can't happen to what can happen. And it's, it, it may sound obvious on this call, but it's really interesting when you're you know, busy every day building a brand, how, how this can quickly change. This can quickly change. And, and, and finally, you know, this value creates prosperity. I think you know, in business, um, certainly in, in, in my client environment, there is a lot of focus on the financials and that's absolutely correct and it's, it's very necessary. From a branding perspective, we'll always ask, what are we providing? What's the value that we are providing really? Um, what is the value we provide with our products? What value can we provide emotionally, even psychologically, as in what does this brand say about me? And we know that if we can build more value for people, the more prosperous the brand can be. So when we're financially challenged or we want to grow a brand, we really have to look at the value we're truly providing in order to do that. So again, it's going back a few steps. It's like really standing back and asking these fundamental questions before then moving into maybe building a strategy uh, for the marketplace is to just ask these fundamental questions. You know, why can we achieve what we can achieve and what's the value that we truly want to bring to the market? Because more value means more people will appreciate um, and greatly appreciate what we do. And I guess have greater desire to buy your products or services. Yes, and stay engaged with you. Uh, and that's that's really important. Not just buy you now and again. It depends, obviously, what 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 business you're in. But with my clients, it really is about, you know, it's that it's staying engaged with the brand over a long period of time. That's really, really important. And uh, I can't help thinking the results versus reasons. I remember, I think, studying something similar during my neurolinguistic programming NLP training many years ago. And I think it was results versus excuses. Um, yes. Similar sort of thing. It's the same sort yes. of thing, perhaps. And uh, yeah. I, I found that, I remember feeling that very, very powerful. I remember, remember thinking about one or two projects I'd done in the corporate world when they seemed so challenging. I'd actually been stacking up the excuses about why I wasn't going to achieve it before. <laughs> it's very easy to do. It's very easy to do. So we've got to stay conscious, you know, and, uh, and these principles are really about helping us stay conscious about what we're saying and the conversations we are having as leaders, owners of businesses and in our teams. They help us stay conscious. Great. And, and I think um, 
you also mentioned to me about something called brand touch points. I think we probably got about a minute we could spend on that, actually. That was sounding yeah. quite interesting. What, what was that about? Well, it's, it, it's really important that when you start to move into looking at your marketing and you, you are operationalizing your business around your brand, for example, is that there are kind of three or four potentially categories. You know, the first one is how do you get into people's consideration? So how do they become aware of you? How do they get to know about you? And the, the purpose of that, that marketing activity, would be to generate awareness. Yeah. Then there's activity that needs to be designed for people to actually purchase you. Yeah. Uh, for my clients, that's a lot of in-store activity. Um, but depending on what you provide, a product or a service, you know, where do people find you? How do they go about buying you? How do you persuade them to actually purchase you? That can be quite a different activity to just getting into their awareness in the first place. Um, also, how do they stay engaged with you? So, what, what's the activity or conversations you want to be having with your market, your audience, as we often call it, where they stay engaged with you over a longer period of time? And for those of us, I suppose, who provide services, when they, you know, when your clients, your customers, or consumers, they're doing business with you, every action you take is representing your brand. And I think this is really important. You know, when you send out an invoice or your finance team deal with something. You know, what's that experience like as well as what you want your brand to be perceived like through your marketing? Everything you do is, is giving an experience of your brand. But you need to get into people's awareness. Obviously, you want people to buy you, but as well, you want people to stay engaged with you and experience your brand in every single touch point and, and, and stay very consistent with the feeling and the experience that you want to create for your audience in everything that you do. And that's no easy task, but it's a fascinating one to pursue. Great. So you have to have to analyze where everybody does touch you and, and touch the, the, your, your business and make sure that your um, the brand is reflected well um, and everything that is done in those situations actually building onto the brand rather than subtracting, I guess. That's right. And I think, again, it's about being conscious, Chris, of what those, what those touch points are. There's okay. lots of them. Fantastic. So I wonder, we've got about three minutes till we close. We've got probably about a minute or so till I need to kind of wrap up. But I wonder what the key messages are that you want to leave us today about uh, branding and maybe also about what people might want to think about doing right now. Yeah. I think the most important thing um, is that don't estimate, you know, don't estimate the power of understanding why you do what you do as well as what you do. Because it really can bring a clarity and conviction to you as an owner or a leader that is, that is quite extraordinary. Um, to ask what value do you bring to your chosen community? You know, identify who you truly serve and how you serve them. Um, you might want to think about what you want to be known for in that community so you can consciously build your brand to a certain, you know, meaning that you'll have for those people that you serve. Find out, you know, really dig into who are the people that you serve you may know, but what's important to them? What challenges do they face and how can you help? So what added value could you bring that you may not have already thought of? What added value can you bring that will help you grow and build a deeper relationship with, with the people that you want to serve? Um, and, you know, those questions are powerful, fundamental questions that... Um, you know, if we're building brands and we want to build a brand as an asset, uh, you know, for our business, but brings meaning to people, brings value to people, these are fundamental 
questions that, that we definitely need to be asking. Fantastic. Um, I'd just like to sort of close now by saying, you know, thank you so much. That's been absolutely enlightening. I hope you've enjoyed mm-hmm. being on the show. I have. Thank you for asking. You're very welcome. And to find out more about Helen, Helen's actually got a brand new site. It's it's at Zenobia.com. That's X-A-N-O-B-I-A.com. And it will be available. It might not be available right now, but it will be up and running in the next 24 hours, believe it or not. So um, if you can't find it straight away, do go back uh, tomorrow um, and have a look because that will be, will be up there. Um, if you've got any questions or feedback, please send them to um, info at bemoreachievemore.com or chris at bemoreachievemore.com or leave them on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore. Do go to Be More Achieve More and sign up for the newsletter, then I'll give you every month an update of what's coming next. And we've got some amazing uh, further guests coming up in the next few weeks. Next week's show is about presenting com- competently. We're with two of the world's most qualified speakers. Um, we've got Alan Stevens, listed by the independent newspaper is one of the 10 most influential media people in the UK and the most professionally qualified speaker in Europe. Um, Alan's been on TV and radio over 2,000 times. We've also got former president of the Global Speakers Federation, um, Paul de Troyes, um, a friend of this show, who spoke to us about customer service and was the first person in 24 years to gain the accreditation of certified speaker um, from South Africa. We'll be talking all about how to present confidently, how to prepare for presentations, uh, and the difference with speaking between presenting and, and speaking, etc. So do join us. It will be a great show, whatever level your, your speaking ability is right now. So I look forward to speaking to you all again uh, next, mu- next week. So thank you very much. We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.